I'm going to help you enter the rest and enjoy Zion's best. New Zion, not old Zion, new Zion, of a new and better covenant of peace, joy, love, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, patience, kindness, self-control. The weapons of our warfare are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And against the fruit only is there no law. But all doing and striving are still under the law. Meaning that you can still be touched by devils even if you have orders to do. The only safe place is in the fruitfulness of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Truly, that's the impenetrable fortress of the armor of God. Doesn't matter how many prophetic words you get without fruitfulness, barely any of them will come to pass. Barely any. All prophecy will cease. 1 Corinthians 13. But love remains forever. What are you going to do without stuff? What are you going to do without cares and thoughts and worries? What are you going to do without revelation? What are you going to do without natural activity? Without money? Without buying and selling? What are you going to do? Bear fruit. You're going to enjoy the fruit in your own heart and in the fruit in others. That might be a thousand years away, but why not prepare right now? Why not prepare right now your hearts to bear eternal fruit. That's called storing up treasures in heaven. And heaven is right in your stomach. Right in your spiritual stomach. Right in your rich treasury of glory. Ephesians 3.19 in the Amplified Classic you go and start with 3.16 to 19. It says you have a rich treasury of glory. The rich treasury of glory is your belly full of the Godhead, full of heaven, full of the third heaven called the Garden of Eden. And Zion's in there too. <laughs> now, you have a body. So how do you transfer the third heaven into the earth dimension so that you don't grow weary in well-doing and get your heart sick. Because you heard all, you did it all. I'd even drink the new wine and I didn't get what I was promised. I know. Most people don't. Because most people don't know how to transfer heaven to earth. Most people don't know how to cross the Red Sea. Most people don't know how to cross the Jordan. There are crossing points, bridges, passageways, portals, doors, windows, 
roads, paths, narrow paths that transfer what's done in spirit and garden into heart and blood and into soul and brain and manifest it into the natural dimension in creative ability. There's a process. It evolves like seed sown into the heart. A sower sows seed, but then what happens? The cares of the world choke it out. My spouse is a mess. I'm not making enough money in the marketplace. My children are rebelling on drugs. All this stuff, those are cares of the world. Not bad cares. Good cares. Things that you really should logically, as reasonable human beings, care about. And you're not loving if you don't care. Which is the biggest lie from Satan I've ever heard. The only one who really cares is God the Father. Have you been slain with Jesus to care as God cares? God only cares in living waters. You'll not find one drop of God the Father anywhere else in this universe. You can be distracted by nasty, vile, putrid crap of Satan every day of your life and not make one dent of difference if you're distracted by the cares of this world. It's the main one that chokes the seed out. Foul birds play a small part compared to the world's cares. Most of us defeat ourselves by caring. Oh, caring's good. Nope, caring's satanic. Cast your cares, for he cares for you. It is written. Take no thought for tomorrow like the sparrows, because he cares for you. If you care for yourself, you cannot be cared for by the Heavenly Father. That's how most Christians cut themselves off from grace and from power, from provisions, from financial breakthrough, from promotions, and everything God has written down on your spirit scroll is choked out by you caring about the good things that you need to do. The good people you need to take care of. Your good relationships, not bad relationships. That stuff's easy. The negative, the dark, all of that's easy to discern. That doesn't take any skill whatsoever. Even animals can discern that. What takes skill to discern, discern is the good. The good, the acceptable, the perfect. How do I take what God's given me and bear fruit without caring? But I'm supposed to care. You're supposed to sacrifice your cares. That's what's wrong with nearly every Christian in the world. The good things in your life are more important to sacrifice than even the bad because the bad, you already know that's garbage. The good, it is essential. You will never have increase in your life until you sacrifice the good things that God's given you. That's how they grow. That's how you have increase. God gives you a gift. It has to die. Unless the seed dies, it can't bear fruit. And then how often does it die? Jesus said for the maximum fruitfulness, it had to die every day. We get complacent. Some people will grow that seed and that gift, that impartation from God the Father, whatever it is. could be business, could be teaching, could be arts and music, it could be ministry. There's a million different things that God does. There's a million different angels for a million different things, and all of them are good. All of them are good. The issue is, 
How big did you grow the goodness of his glory? As big as you are willing to sacrifice it unto death and as often. So people will grow to a place where they don't need to bring sacrifice anymore because it's good. That's a good level of it. If we were to actually bring sacrifice at that level of practicing that gift, it would test people and you might be, begin to get persecuted because there would be too much glory on it. It might begin to break the box. It would destroy the container, the shell that you operate in that gift. There's a system here that if you were to continue to sacrifice the good things God gave you, this system would be destroyed. It's a system of pride, and it's a system of religion that dies when you begin to sacrifice all the good things God has given you in your life for a greater goodness. Goodness is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, goodness, the glory of God. Pray that all your glory would be seen, Moses prayed. I want to see your glory. And God said, all my goodness will pass before you. And I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock. I'll hide you in the Holy of Holies. He's not hiding us in rocks. He's hiding us in his heart. Hidden in the Holy of Holies, in the heart of hearts, in the secret of all secrets. Inside God the Father's heart. We live and move and have our being. It doesn't matter what the mind thinks. The brain is a rock that fell from heaven. It's a rock. It's literally a quartz crystal silica that has the potential of becoming a perfect diamond if you sacrifice it every day. I tell you the truth, if you let your mind get in the way of your spiritual growth, you'll not fulfill 5% of your destiny. The mind of Christ is actually kind of an elementary thing, according to the Bible. It's not even that advanced. Nearly no Christian on earth has the mind of Christ. They have a carnal mind full of Christian information. That's what's wrong with the whole world, and we're here to fix it. The living waters wash your minds in the water of the Word. And what does it fight? Pride and religion. Pride and religion are the main enemies of your spirit after you're born again. And it comes with all the appearance of good. It's the same temptation that caused Eve to be deceived in the beginning. To be good with what you know instead of good with what you glow. To be good in the flesh of the brain, the rock, instead of being good in the spirit, in the heart. Cain and Abel. Cain is the brain, Abel's the heart. Obviously, those that are good in the brain, every single day you witness it on planet Earth, murder those who are good in heart. The brain realm is the system of the Antichrist of religious pride. That's all you deal with every day after you're born again. That's the whole beast system. Where's the mark of the beast? On their brain. Because they're good in their brain. It's the pride of Cain in the brain. That you are a good Christian by what you know instead of by what you glow. So that the glory of God has become the enemy of most Christians in the world at this moment. And you could say, oh, that's, well, that's true. I'll bring the glory of God into charismatic churches and they'll call it the devil. They will just blaspheme the spirit of glory. There are people 
everywhere that speak in tongues that are this close right now from blaspheming the Holy Spirit and going to hell. Can you lose your salvation? Watch. Did Ananias and Sapphira? Yes, they did. Did Judas Iscariot? Yes, he did. Oh, my goodness. Did Saul, King David's rival? Yes, he did. He was anointed and he was destroyed into hell. Having begun in the Spirit, are you going to finish in Jezebel as an antichrist and a murderer of the Son of God? Think about it. People here who call upon the name of Jesus, yet completely resist Jesus made flesh and the manifesting sons of God. It's the majority, you guys. It's the majority. Why? Because of Cain's religious pride that we're all equal because we're all animals in the brain with no spiritual discernment of the sacrifice to grow the seed of the Word of God in their heart. They don't even look at the fruit. Your greatness in the kingdom of heaven and your treasures in heaven, your riches in glory. How much have you stored up? The animal system doesn't see it, doesn't care about it. It poops and pees on it. It hates that system because it's based on eternity. And fallen angels want to keep you in, in time. They want to keep you in reason. They want to keep you in logic. They want to keep you locked in the abilities of the flesh and count as worthless all the things of the eternal spirit so that you waste every day of your life on the fallen angels instead of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that there's no wisdom except the wisdom of Satan and his angels swirling in demonic brains. And that's what happened to the whole world. Until our fruit grow, grows to a place that it can cover others from that fallen angel influence in the brain. That's the turning point in civilization. When a group of people bears so much fruit, they become a marriage carriage covering of white virgin roses. There's a superdome of the fruitfulness of the sons and daughters of the living God that are fully slain with the Lamb, spiritually, mentally, and physically, every moment. Not a one-time deal. One-time deal won't get you anywhere in Christianity. Get, get out of here. I'm talking about when you start rolling, when things start getting good, and you still sacrifice. That's all that matters. Anyone can sacrifice one time. I mean, there's 100 million Christians, a billion Christians on the planet. 100 million that have sacrificed once. Jesus, come into my heart. Oh, came into my spirit. Now can you continue to sacrifice until there's nothing left of you and only the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit remain, even in your bones. Almost no one who's ever lived has gone that far. That's where you need to go. Sacrificing the trinity of your spirit, your soul, and your flesh for the trinity of the Holy Spirit, the Father's soul, and Jesus' flesh and blood. All it costs you is the good stuff in your life. We know it costs us the bad stuff. But it's pride and religion that blocks you from sacrificing the good stuff. Sacrificing your spouses. 
sacrificing your parents, your children, your friends. Now, I don't mean sacrificing them in a negative way. It's called a living sacrifice. You need to get familiar with the terminology of the priesthood of Melchizedek in the water temple of Ezekiel 47. Because that's the only thing that will remain in the coming years. There won't be any other expression of Christianity worldwide. The days of Noah are fully upon you. You're in the last hour right now. You're in the last hour of the days of Noah is upon you. The only expression of Christianity will be the living waters. The perfection of the hundredfold love realm that the Apostle John walked in. And that's why the only formula of salvation in John and Revelation is drinking the waters of life. There's not a single other way John said you could be saved except you drink the living water. You drink the glory. And rivers and springs come out of your hearts and minds. Well, guess what that forms? It forms the last temple. It forms the Ezekiel 47 living water temple. The living water temple will bring you right up into the heavenly realm. But you have to come into the temple and you have to submit to the apostolic authority of the temple or you'll never enter it. Pride and religion is what keeps people outside the temple. They'll drink the waters outside the temple, but they won't submit to apostolic authority. That's why they're still demonized and cursed. And that's why they have so little fruitfulness, so little financial breakthrough, so little favor because they're totally disobedient and stubborn in their hearts and in their minds. It's most Christians. And we're not mad at them. It's just, it needs to be exposed because Satan's ripping you off because you don't understand how anything works in the authority system of God. Joel's army is ranks. The gospel says that uh, the centurion came and recognized Jesus according to rank. I'm a man under authority, and I know you're a man under authority. You are the authority of authorities. Just say the word. You're not worthy to come into my house. Say the word, my daughter be healed. Healed. Amen. <laughs> and in Joel it says, and no one in Joel's army breaks rank. This isn't a power trip. This isn't communism. <laughs> it is a kingdom, and the kingdom works by the anointing that's been developed in a person's heart soul, and flesh by continuous sacrifice. That's the current measure of anointing operating in your spirit, soul, and bones. How much you've sacrificed your human nature to walk in the Christ nature. The Apostle Paul says, I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, be fully formed in you. And when Christ is fully formed in you, guess what? You've sacrificed your entire human nature. You're no longer a human at all. You're 100% divine, sharing in His divine nature. It's called being partakers of the divine nature, co-heirs with Christ. And Christ is the living God. Are you the living God? You should be. What demon is stealing from you right now? Are you a co-heir with Christ? Why do you think we're joined to Him? What do you think the marriage of the Lamb is? It's the sacrifice of your humanity for His divinity. Demons are what keep you humans. Demons are what keep you religious. Demons are what keep you in the brain's ability, which is witchcraft and dark magic, selfishness, 
doing everything for the soul instead of everything for the father's soul. And that's why the father's not formed in them at all. The father is only formed in your soul by the sacrifice of your soul. Did you know the father? It's time to know the father by sacrificing your souls on the altar to the fire of the seven spirits of God. And it's fun. How do you do it? By agreeing with the prophetic word. The stronger the thunder of the word, the greater the ability to cut you as a sacrifice. The sword of the spirit, the word of God. We wield the Goliath sword of King David. It can cut you entirely. And not a drop of your humanity could remain today if you are willing to fully die. Many say they are. Most don't. Most have all kinds of other stuff. Most people would actually rather get involved in rebellion. Most people were like, just forget that mess. I'll rather go to a good charismatic church. At least I'll look acceptable in my family's eyes. But you won't know the Father. You'll have no angelic authority, no transfiguration, and you'll still be playing games, even if you go after church nowadays. Even if you were to be the best churchgoer, doing all the right stuff, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, all that treasure hunting, going to the school, Wednesday night Bible study, doesn't mean zero if it's not in the living water and transfiguring your own heart and brain and bone marrow. You'll still be wasting your whole life in church. There's nothing about church that makes you a good person. It's all about the kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven is formed in this hour by the river of life. Someone stronger than you will carry you into places you do not want to go, Peter, the Gospel of John says, meaning nobody wants to go like sheep to the slaughter. At first, I didn't. It took me years to love the slaughter. I love the slaughter. I love being a sheep to the slaughter every day. My death is so sweet, dying daily, being crucified with Christ continuously, not in a painful way, not in a religious way, not in a prideful way, in a supernatural, divine way of the Holy Spirit and His resurrection power, in the full application of what Jesus died for, applied now in this very present moment. So that eternal point in history when Jesus was crucified to death, I'm physically, spiritually, and mentally experiencing it in the full power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit continuously. And it goes off in all directions like a nuclear holocaust. That's the power of faith in Jesus Christ and being continuously crucified with Him. The cross is the portal that brings heaven to earth, and it's a continuous portal, and it can expand through your hearts and minds as you're sacrificed with Him. And there's nothing left of you whatsoever, only Him. That's how the fullness of the Father gets through you. It won't start with the Father. It will start with the Son. The Spirit will lead you to the Son, and the Son will lead you to the Father. And then in the Father, you'll have the full blueprint of the new heavens and the new earth. It starts with the four rivers. You start drinking the four rivers and your spirit gets regenerated, translated out of darkness into His glorious light. If anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord. And out of their belly will flow rivers of living water, but of this He spoke of the Holy Ghost. And then the river will lift up your soul into the heavens. And in the heavens, you'll have a new mind. 
There's no mind of Christ in the earth dimension. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Satan has been thrown down to you. God's not throwing your mind into the Satan dragon pit of snakes and pride and religion. He's not throwing you into spiritual warfare. He's lifting you up above the spiritual warfare. Isaiah 35, the highway of holiness, where there's no unclean thing. He's getting your head above the snake line, your head, your mind, your will, your emotions above the curse of the fall. That's the only place the river of life leads you. So if you're experiencing never-ending warfare, and it's, it's oftentimes that we'll, we'll do that for others and stuff, but if it's in you, and not because you're a missionary sent to save this world, world like an apostle. Completely different warfare. If you're going into city to city like the Apostle Paul, sanctified seven years, 17 years in Arabia, but now I'm going out city to city to save the world and getting beat up by dead animals, by serpents, by wild beasts, beasts in Ephesus, which are talking about human beings filled with demons. That's a completely different thing. Almost no one in the world, there's a handful of them, but are sanctified to that level. Most people have warfare because they're not lifted up by the river. Drink the living waters and it will lift you up from the snake pit of the fallen angels called demons. Amen. You can live completely sealed in Ezekiel 47's water temple right now. Right now it's available. If you were to bring your whole mind, will, and emotions and your whole spiritual heart and your whole bone and blood and flesh nature into the water temple, you'd be completely set free from all spiritual warfare the rest of your life on earth. It's here, but it costs you your death. It costs you your paranoia, your fear, your opinions, all the stuff you think you know about God and religion. And you can get into the Bible. Read the Bible hours a day. Please do. But read it in the river so it's a living word, active, energized, and setting you free from Satan. Read it so it gets all the pride out. Because pride is the main enemy you have after you're born again, even after you're in the glory. A lot of people come into the glory and hear the knowledge of the glory. It doesn't do them any good. They actually get worse because they apply it to their own soul instead of sacrificing their soul and developing the mind of Christ that comes out of your stomach. The mind of Christ rises in your heart. It's called the morning star. Amen. Until the morning star rises in your heart by the prophetic word it is written. <laughs> so we have our intelligence based on our brain, which is as demonic as it gets. We need our intelligence based on the Holy Spirit that controls our brain, Romans 8, which is as holy of holies as it gets. We got our heads in the wrong kingdom after we're saved and we're trying to be good in our brain and we don't want to lose control to the Holy Spirit so there's no salvation offered us. doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you're not at perfect peace. There are degrees of salvation. Sozo, soterio. It's an ever-increasing unfolding of the Godhead in your spirit wrapping your brain by the sacrifice of all your pride and religiousness. People are so slow to sacrifice their souls. They think they need to do stuff like I can add to the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit aren't perfect. Let me help the Trinity out every day. That's the religious demon's blasphemous nature. It's blasphemy. Saying the Holy Spirit that God gave you isn't enough. Saying that the Son of God in your bone marrow is not enough. Seeing God the Father in your soul is not enough. It's blasphemy. It tramples the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ underfoot and there remains no longer any salvation, any peace. It means peace. 
It's not talking about fire insurance. It's talking about you don't need, you shouldn't be living in the garbage dumps. Salvation from Gehenna. Salvation from having a bad life. Poverty. Sickness and disease. Being tormented by demons in your minds. It's not just about your spirit. After you're born again, it's all about your, your spirit growing and your soul being transfigured by the renewing of your mind. Washed in the water of the word through your bones and marrow. So you can have a covenant of divine health and have understanding to apply what Jesus Christ purchased for all humanity. Faith in the word of God. Faith in the salvation of your souls to have peace while you're in this world. He'll put a hedge of protection around you so strong that you can have peace all the days of your life on earth. A time is coming and will soon be here that there will be peace in all nations. World peace. Scripture prophesies world peace, clearly written in the Bible. That's why he died on the cross, is for world peace. People say it's impossible. All things are possible. If you were to understand the living waters today and have a blueprint of revelation of Ezekiel 47 manifesting before your eyes today, you would see how easy this is for God the Father, God the Son, and the river of life of the Holy Spirit outflowing from our hearts and resurrection power continuously. And the only thing that opposes us is the pride and the religion and people that think they know it all in their brains that have been taught by demons instead of the Holy Spirit. It's true. They're taught in their brains by demons. Otherwise, they'd be in the river and everything they said would be fruitful as a covering, as a healing presence as a healing power. You'll know them. They'll be speaking negative stuff. It'll always be negative. That's when a person's taught of religious demons. Their Christianity is always pessimistic, negative, fearful, paranoid, worried about the government, worried about microchips and guillotines. God forbid they get in the river, do the dead man's float, and sing the hallelujah song like nothing else matters. I found the river, now I'm at rest and at peace. I'll let this river carry me wherever it wants to go. That's the happiest person in the world that does not fight the river, but is fully controlled by the river of life in all their spiritual heart, in all their soul and emotions and mind and will controlled by the river. We only have a hard time because we resist the Holy Spirit river of life. We are the ones who destroy ourselves. It's not even Satan. It's not the birds. It's not the world. It's not anything out there. It's us in here, not taking responsibility for our own lives, being prideful. It's our own pride that destroys ourselves. And Satan loves that deception. He'll feed you all kinds of external excuses so that you stay delusional in your own pride. But it's only pride that destroys us. And it's not Satan's pride. It's your human pride. And if you were to sacrifice it in all your spirit and in all your mind, the river of life would carry you right into the last temple. And you would be lifted up into the heavens. You would be transfigured and glorified by the river of life. All it costs you is your religion and your pride. Trying to figure it out. You can't figure it out. No. You will later on. You won't even care later on, but that's when you'll figure it out. Because no one can get saved and grow in the glory by figuring it out. Because it's not for your thinker, it's for your drinker, it's for your spirit. It's not for your flesh, it's for your spirit. You have to walk by faith, not by 
sight, which is figuring it out. And no one can please God unless by faith. <laughs> Amen? No one can flow in the river unless they're controlled by the substance of faith. The evidence of things that's not seen, what's that substance? The river. The river is the substance of faith. It's not your faith in your brain mustering up, I believe, I believe, praying like the pagans and nothing happening. It's doing the dead man's float, carried in the faith of God. God has given us His measure of faith. What is His measure of faith? The river. The river of life is God the Father and Jesus Christ, faith. Not faith in us, that's religion. Faith in the Spirit's ability through crucified vessels yielded to the river. God will never do anything through people that are just trying hard. That's just religion. That's actually satanic witchcraft, strange fire, and dead works. Trying hard is the fastest way to die and be destroyed. That's why you see Christians so miserable everywhere. They're trying so hard. You need to just bring everything to the river and just sacrifice it to the river and let the river be your trying. Amen? Then every day will be the best day of your life because nothing in your life is based on you anymore. It's not about us. It's about the river through us and staying slain and keeping all the good stuff that's added unto us in the river. They could pull us to the banks and like, we could really celebrate now. Woohoo, breakthrough. I don't think so. I'm going to stay in the river and keep letting these gifts grow and I will sacrifice it more and more every day until this whole world is transfigured. Until all time is washed away and we're all in eternity. Until every nation is completely and perfectly healed from every sickness and disease. Amen? Until all poverty and wrongdoing cease worldwide. That's when you know that person and that group of people have learned to practice the presence of God perfectly. <laughs> Amen? That's when you'll have world peace. That's when Jesus returns. Because we fully demonstrated the new covenant and the gospel. He's coming back to an overcoming, conquering bride that defeated all the enemies of Christ. If you don't believe it, well, you can watch us do it. Because this is what we're going against that unbelief in you that says it's not possible because you don't believe in the river of life's power. The river of life will be displayed in the fullness of power and it's already touching people's pride. That's why they're freaking out out there because it's touching all the stuff in your mind saying you need to do all the good stuff and that resists the Holy Spirit river from becoming our goodness and our glory and our power and our works. Everyone controlled by the river is generous. In, fin in finances. It's true. Problem is, is almost no Christians have given their finances in the river. And they're still struggling with idolatry, lack, and poverty. Almost every day I hear Christians say that it's holy to be poor. Nothing, it's unholy to be poor. It's actually part of the curse of the fall. Poverty was a part of the curse. Now you get to toil the land and work by the sweat of your brow. It's a curse. You're calling the curse holy. It's blasphemy. You're blaspheming Jesus. Stop blaspheming. Rise in the river. Let the river prosper you. Bring your finances. Bring your business. Bring your marketplace. Bring your whole house underwater in the river. And you that are the most spiritual, you are the priests of your household. You do have dominion over the flesh of animals. You can sacrifice yourself enough to cover them and put them in a whole bubble like a ship and sail them up the river. 
You'd be surprised. We haven't been that sacrificial. We've mostly been complaining. Oh, that my kids are too rebellious. My parents don't understand. They're too religious. Uh, my spouse is just a carnal ape. All this complaining, whining all the day. If you were to sacrifice more of yourself and get into the Father's ability, listen. Father, Father can do wonders. He can be an all-consuming orb around people and carry them places they don't want to go, according to John. That the, the Father will just be an all, like a spaceship of glory around them, an all-consuming orb around them, and can carry them in bubbles, places they don't want to go. There's no such thing as free will. That's a satanic concept. You can violate... Listen, the glory of God violates everyone's will every day. That's why they're freaking out. Everyone's manifesting because they're having their will, their crooked, stubborn, goat nature violated by the reins of the days of Noah that are upon the whole world right now. There's no such thing as free will. If you were to flow with the river, you would see... You can grow in the glory, and it will get so easy because your will is aligned with the Father's will. That's the perfection of peace. Whoever's backbone is aligned with the backbone of Jesus on the throne is in the most peace of anyone on earth. Your spine represents your will. It is your will on earth. Not my will. I'm not going to do a crooked course of lateral sand activity in Egypt and Sodom where our Lord was crucified, I'm going to be completely straight, making straight the will of God through my spinal cord in total uprightness of the river of life out of my belly and through my face. And anything God the Father wants to do, no matter how horrible it is, to me, to my selfishness, no matter how much horribleness it, it causes in my own emotions, and it just goes against my plans for my life. That's our deal, is that we have all these ideas of how we should have a perfect life, but God the Father's ways are higher than our ways, and we're not willing to sacrifice our own pride to trust Him to do something better than we can do for ourselves. It all boils down to rebellion and the curse of the fall and pride and sacrificing all that foolishness of our humanity that has the appearance of wisdom, has the appearance of reasoning, but is total satanic rebellion and suicide against the Holy Spirit of God. We sacrifice it today and we let the Spirit of God control our backs, our brains, our hearts, our emotions, our bones, and blood in the river of life outflowing through our spiritual stomachs so that we can be completely saved to the place where there's no more warfare and peace all around us. It's not hard. You're just giving up your death. You're giving up all the logical, reasonable things that you've persuaded yourself to believe in in your delusion. You're giving up your worldly wisdom, your worldly understanding. You're giving up all of Satan's education system. You're giving up all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for the tree of life that makes no sense to the old nature because the old nature is fallen and cursed and being washed away into hell worldwide today. So if you want to be a forerunner in what God's doing in this eternal kingdom, sacrifice it all from your roots up. Just let the tree of the knowledge of good and evil be pulled right out of your bellies, right out of your roots, right out of your hearts and your blood and your bones, and right out of your brains and backs, and throw it out your foreheads into the lake of fire, and let the new nature of Jesus Christ be fully formed in you because He loves you. 
And the river of life is the demonstration and the access to that love, spiritually, mentally, and physically. That you can be all consumed in the river of life all the time. All you got to do is be dependent on it and give up the blockages of the little selfishness and the pet sins and little bowls of soup like Esau that we're participating in. All your little caring and worrying and pretending like that's holiness. All your false prophetics and all the stuff that still has to do with the flesh and the stars that fell from heaven. All your pride of Cain's light. Just give it all up and burn it as garbage. Burn it as sin. And live in the river of life in perfect peace like the little children of God that know how to be taken care of and love to be taken care of by an invisible river of energy called the Holy Spirit, our Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermen.com and magnify this ministry. You'll be so blessed if you do so. Redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.